coffee one too. Where did I put my? I had one of my hemp cigarettes here, and I lost it. There it is. It was hiding behind the paper. <laughs> All right, good girl over here. Good organized. <coughs> Don't smoke, kids. <coughs> <coughs> it's a great way to start the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Judas Journey podcast with Reverend Philip K., me, your host. And today I have a name tag. I have officially made a name tag, so I am official because I'm my own boss. Since uh, the Judas Journey podcast has now been featured on the official dudism.com website, eh, I took a little pride, you know, gave myself my own name badge. That's right, because when you, you're you your own boss, that's what you do. <coughs> Thanks for tuning in here today. Today we're going to be talking about uh, some fun things and learning, hopefully, you'll be learning something new. I know I did. And uh, we're going to talk, uh, you know, we always have uh, Dudism as a main part of our show. Now, for some of you that don't know, Dudism is a philosophy. It's not a religion. That philosophy is take it easy. And uh, there's different ways it can be interpreted or looked at, but, you know, keep a cool mind, go with the flow. Just as there's an art of war, there's an art of peace. Some could call it modern-day Taoism, or Taoism, however you like to pronounce it. Uh, anyway, I'm over here, and I've got my hemp cigarettes with me as usual. And I got one of these vape pen cartridge things. I've never tried these before. Because, like, okay, so I have a vape pen, and I lost it. Don't know how, <laughs> but it is gone. So um, I got one of these disposable ones. And it's, um, it's like the hemp stuff. And so you, and, and there's no button. You just, you just suck on it. There you go. Got a little light on it. Got a port for the charger, so, okay. It's crazy now, man. I walked into a cigarette store, and it was just a shit ton of vape stuff. And I asked the guy who ran the business, I said, dude, how much of your business is vape? And he said, oh, dude, it's like 80%. 80 fucking percent? Seriously? <clears throat> no one's buying cigarettes anymore. It's not the thing. I said, yeah, I sell some cartons and package." every now and again and you know sell some bongs we got in the back kind of a thing but he's like for the most part man it's all about the vape the world we live in hmm. i am also having myself a nice drink i went and bought the uh some fancy johnny walker the gold and i tell you right now this is some smooth grandpa's cough syrup mm -hmm. i'm drinking it on the rocks like i do in my The Dad Abides mug that my uh, late wife gave to me for Father's Day. <clears throat> and yeah, if you haven't heard uh, the last couple posts, uh, check out episode 11. Um, okay, so I started doing this podcast because in 2020, my little brother died of an overdose. And in 2022, two weeks before Christmas, I lost my wife to cancer. <clears throat> yeah, I've been having a shit couple of years. <laughs> Um, this is, uh, it's April, and so this is the fifth month, uh, that I've been without her. And, uh, yeah, I cry every day. I try not to, but it happens. I usually try to do it when the kids are at school, because I have two daughters. I have a 10 and a 4-year-old. And so their whole world is on me right now, and I have started... Getting back into shape, started doing my DDP yoga, and uh, eating right and everything else, and I promised my kids I'd live to be 100. It hasn't been easy for them. My oldest doesn't want to talk about it. My youngest talks about her pretty much every other day. I miss Mama. <clears throat> I love Mama, and I miss Mama. And I wish Mama was here. Oh, man. And I'm doing <clears throat> like what people told me to do, day at a time. 
do what you can focus on some projects get shit fixed around the house my wife left behind some money and i'm trying to manage that because uh, uh i uh as you'll hear on episode 11 my wife was the captain of the ship and i was the mechanic so now that i'm the captain i'm trying to do everything i can to steer us through the waters and i've got stuff set up to where there's money for the kids survivors benefits for the kids i've got that in a high interest savings account um, um I, I got a banker a broker a, and a fucking lawyer it's crazy but i'm having to manage all this because i'm like look if i'm smart then this money can last you know a few years five maybe at the most but if i'm really smart this money could last the rest of our lives so that's what i'm doing with it <clears throat> i'm diving into a sector that uh, a finance that i'm not too familiar with i'm familiar with as you know being terrible at it but i realized that when like robin hood first came out and now you had a broker on your phone and you could buy stocks whenever you wanted um i dove into that invested in some companies did good but then the companies just went to shit and i lost over half my investment so i'm like okay this isn't for me but then as I kept reading and doing research, I started finding out, okay, all right, I got to be smart here. I got to do my homework, okay? Let's not invest in companies that just started up. Maybe let's look at some companies that have a long track record and that um, have consistently gone up. Yeah, stocks go down. That happens. But they always go back up. If you look at the S&P index 500, and that right there will tell you. Just look at that. That right there. It's a stock market. That'll tell you. So I made some smart investments and I've made some money. And thanks to my banker, I'm making more money. So my money's making money, which is great. And I should feel great. And I, I, I do a bit, but it just comes with this bitterness. You know? Because I, I don't have that person to share it with. I'm not used to being alone. I haven't been alone for 25 fucking years. I haven't been on the dating scene since 1996. Picture that here for a minute, okay? Back when we actually had to meet people at bars and shit. Or wherever. I was a teenager back then, so it was high school, you know? <clears throat> but I'm trudging along, trying to get through. Trying to get health benefits, medical benefits right now. That's the, the big challenge I'm having to deal with. And of course, having to deal with, you know, I've almost gotten everything taken care of, but there's still a few things left. And that's been tough too. You know, having to close her accounts, having to take her name off of everything, having to notify all these companies, it gets really tough because you feel like you're erasing them. That makes sense. And I don't want to erase her, you know. It's still hard to look at her picture, but I still look at it. And I guess the reason that all this is kind of bubbling up is because last week was our 23rd wedding anniversary. What well, would have been our 23rd wedding anniversary. So, yeah, that fucked me up. I was going to post earlier, but I just... I thought I could, and... <sighs> I'm just riding this wave. I'm talking to you here on my $50 <laughs> microphone and my $20 webcam. Day at a time. Getting there. And, um, I think I'm going to give myself a year before I even attempt to go into the dating scene, especially after you hear all these fucking horror stories. Oh, man. What are people doing to each other? Everyone sending dick pics and shit? What the fuck? Happy to say I've never done that. Never done it. You know what else I've never done? Never been to a strip club. Never. I know I probably look like the person who frequents one, but I've never been to a strip club because I never really got it. I'm like, let me get this straight. I have to go into a place, pay money to get in, 
to sit at a place with a bunch of other dudes and watch some chick take off her clothes and throw money at her. Is that right? And they're like, yeah, it's fucking awesome. They're like, but if you sit in the second row, you get just as good a view, but you don't have to throw as much money. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, here's my question. Why not just take a girl on a date? Use the money for that. Because she'll probably take off her clothes for free and you could and you could touch her, you know, if she lets you. You know what I'm saying? If you play your cards right. Ugh. So yeah, that's why I, I kind of I've never been to a strip club. And I've never been to a Hooters either. I never saw the point in that. Cause I'm like, is the food any good? Cause that's all I really care about. And as far as I know, whenever someone goes to a Hooters, they never talk to me about the food. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's what's been going on with me. I'm I'm hanging in there, man. I'm trying to get used to the, like I said, the loneliness, the responsibility, being captain of this ship, all official here with my name tag. Uh. Just trying to be grateful for, for everything I got, and I'm grateful for everyone here listening. I'm happy to say that over the past uh, about two years of doing this podcast, I have made $4.32. That's right. $4.32, folks. I mean, the money just keeps rolling in. Uh, I can't even buy coffee with that. But, <laughs> it's, hey, it's something. It's a start. Let's just let's go with it, you know? Let's take it and go. Which brings me into my topic today. Karma. Okay. Now, I thought karma was something simple. You give what you get. You know? It kind of goes back to that golden rule of do unto others and they'll do unto you. You know, whatever you put out, you get. You know what I'm saying? You get what you put in. Right? But it turns out, if I look at it correctly... There are 12 laws of karma. 12 mother freaking laws. What in the hell is this shit? So let me just, before I get into it, before I get into this karma thing, because like I was taught karma and I grew up in a Christian household. So it's a little different for me because I'm just like, isn't this a Christian teaching? No, it's a Hindu teaching. Oh, well, that's interesting. There's Someone would have told me that because I keep being told that other religions are bad and it's only about Jesus. But there are other religions and actually much older ones. And Hinduism is one of the oldest and most complex religions in the world. It has origins dating back to ancient India. It is considered to be a way of life rather than just a religion. It encompasses a wide range of beliefs, practices, and cultural traditions. Okay, Very rich history here. And at its core, Hinduism is based on the belief in one supreme being known as Brahman, who is the ultimate reality and the source of all creation. However, Hindus also believe in a, in a pantheon of gods and goddesses, you know, including Brahma and uh, Vishnu, Shiva. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Um, but they represent different aspects of the divine. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, huh? See, this is where a lot of other religions got their stuff. Like, you know how... The Egyptian gods have a lot of gods, and the Greek and Roman gods were a lot. Well, they pulled it from Hinduism. That's where it, it comes from. It's from Hinduism. And when you read about some of these stories of these gods and goddesses, it sounds like a sci-fi movie. Like, someone needs to make this into a film. Like, seriously. Like, I'm reading what I got here. All right, so <clears throat> let me continue. One of the key principles of Hinduism is karma which is the belief that a person's actions in this life will determine their fate in the next. The cycle of birth, death, and rebirth, known as, once again, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, samsara, is also a central concept in Hinduism. You know, I should probably use that, you know, Google Translate to learn how to say these words. I should probably do that. I'm going to do that next time. Hinduism also includes a wide range of religious texts, including, uh, once again, hope I'm pronouncing this right, the Vedas and the, oh, fuck, I'm not going to pronounce this right, Upanishads. You know, I probably should have called a Hindu temple before I did this episode. 
But hey, we're diving and going with it. And then there's the, oh, hell, Bhagavad Gita. Sure, we'll go with that. Now, these texts provide guidance on spiritual practices, moral behavior, and the attainment of enlightenment. That's the big key, okay? And Buddhists pull up from Hinduism here, especially in enlightenment. So, in addition to its religious beliefs and practices, Hinduism has had a profound influence on Indian culture, including the art, the music, literature, and philosophy. It's also notable for its tolerance of the other religions and its emphasis on individual spiritual exploration and experience. Notice that there. Tolerance of other religions. Gee, isn't that nice? Yeah, we should probably do that, you know, like Jesus would do. Yeah. So as we dive into karma, let's dive into the 12 laws, ladies and gentlemen. All right. First of all, what does karma mean? Well, karma means action, just as I talked about action in this life, right? All right, let me take a look. I got my little notebook here. The journey is not about being perfect. It's about undoing what is not you and becoming who you really are. That's from Dr. Jennifer Rose, psychologist. So let's talk about the first law of karma, which is cause and effect. This is known as the great law. Okay, the definition most people refer to when thinking of karma, you get what you put in. Okay, if you want love, be loving to yourself first. See how that works? The great law, man. And I can definitely say this works because my wife gave a lot to the like court reporters in her community and the people at her work and just everyone around. And when she got sick, I cannot even begin to tell you all the kindness and generosity and compassion that came from the folks i mean she couldn't believe all the money that was you know it was like over twenty thousand dollars that the gofundme raised which really helped i can't thank everyone enough for that but when that was happening my wife just couldn't believe it and she was like you know why would people give us you know money like this and i said girl this is karma 101 dude like you've been helping all these folks like she would stay up late helping people fix their shit she set them all up to where they could back up their files real cheaply without having to spend a lot of money. And she never charged anybody a dime, man. So it's like people were giving back, man. So that is the great law. And I've seen that in effect, dude. So just saying, let's go into law. Number two, the law of creation. Okay. Some people probably heard of this. You must take action if you want something, or as my wife, my late wife would say, gotta get used to saying that sucks if you want something in this life fight for it okay you got to do something all right get up it's not just going to come to you with happy thoughts you got to take action you got to move you got to work you create the world around you use your talent use your strengths and make it a good one if you want something new in your life then you got to be ready to release the old holy shiznit that hits me right really hard right now <clears throat> because like okay so one of the things i'm doing is i'm redesigning the bedroom okay because like this is where my desk and this i work you know from home and so it's where my desk and my office and everything is it's like i share it with the bedroom I, it has its own area so that way i can write it off at tax time um but i've got a bunch of stuff there and and this i i basically redesigned the entire bedroom because like her picture was you know i had it i had done these paintings and everything and so yeah i i've had to release the old and having to release her has been tough and i don't know it's like i have and i haven't you know it's like anything man it's it's tough like i said we were together for 25 years, married for 22. It's a long fucking time. And trying to let go of that. Tougher than you think. Number three, the law of humility. Holy boy, I hope everyone hears this one. Be humble enough to accept that your current reality is the result of your past actions. All right. So, yeah, we do, like, when you're in a, like, okay, when you're a kid and you blame your parents, that's one thing, all right? But when you're an adult, you need to start taking responsibility for yourself, okay? 
the past is the past. Whatever happened, happened. Right now, it's time to make a better choice. Because I've seen people, you know, when they're deep in addiction, they're always talking about the past. And that's why they're so, you know, fucked up is because I was abused or I was this or I was that. And it was like, okay, but look, man, that's everybody. The question is, what are you going to do now? You know? Because if, if you're failing at something, it's no one's fault but your own. Others cannot live life for you. You must live life and take responsibility for yourself and your own actions. <clears throat> you can choose to get help. You can choose to get better. You can choose to be a better person. I mean, look at me, man. I don't know shit about the stock market, but I had to fucking learn. I'm in my fucking 40s, man. I was already learning how to program computers and software and build and shit and make apps. And now I got to switch it the fuck around and learn all about finance and trying to figure out how's the best way to keep my boat afloat without going broke. You know what I mean? And <clears throat> at the end of the day, can't blame anybody but me. <clears throat> Root law number four. The law of growth. Hmm. To shape the world in a positive way, you must start with yourself. Okay, so I can kind of attest to that one too. I need a drink. You have to understand, I, I wrote these notes like, I think over a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Because <clears throat> I was trying to plan out like doing an episode a week so i wanted to plan ahead so i wrote like 12 episodes and this was one of them and i kind of forgot about this stuff but now that i'm reading it i'm just like oh shit this is hitting hard man Whew. like i said this podcast is my own free therapy where i get paid in pennies so let's check out uh the law of growth here i'm sorry let's continue on law number four the law of growth Real change requires personal growth, which begins with what you have control over yourself, not others. So if you want to fix the world, you're going to have to need to fix you. Okay. You can't go around telling people how to get in shape when you're out of shape yourself. You know what I mean? You, you got to start practicing what you preach here and you got to start being better to you because a lot of people, we do it all the time. We will cheer on our friends and colleagues and whatnot, but when it comes to ourselves, we beat ourselves up and we're just way too critical. I've seen it all the time. You know, I'm an artist. I work with other artists. I'm friends with artists. And so I see it. You know, it's tough. And so I'm over here just trying to be a cheerleader, man. And uh, I realized that when I first got in the art scene, I wasn't really being a cheerleader for other people. I was all about me and about what I wanted and what I wanted to do. And I got close to success, but I didn't achieve it. And now I'm starting to understand that it's like I was like leaving people in the dust kind of a thing. I was kind of climbing over them. And uh, so now I'm coming back eating a big slice of humble pie and now I'm trying to support them. And that way, um, trying to see a way of working together. Trying to be better, man. Like I said, trying to be better. You, you, you want to help? You want people to help you? You got to help other people, dude. You get what you put in. Go back to the great law number one. And also in law number four, um, you can't control the weather. So accept what you can and cannot change. Now, this is something that some folks, I don't know why, but they have a tough time with this shit. So you got to let it go. All right. You got to just, and this is one thing why I like in Dudism. It's like, you got to go with the flow a little bit because otherwise you're just going to sit there being pissed off and angry that there's a rain on your picnic. Instead, move the picnic somewhere else, man, and you can have just as much fun. You know what I mean? You got to start with you. So let's work on that growth, man, because I know I'm having to grow. Shit, I'm, I feel like a bird that got kicked out of the nest before he could fly. I was like, oh, fuck, oh, fly. Shit. Which brings us into the fifth law. The law of responsibility. Oh, yeah, some folks are going to need to hear this, right? All right, so you are the product of the choices you make. 
right? I think we all can accept that. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. I chose to wear this outfit. And I chose to do this podcast. Didn't choose my wife to get cancer. But, you know, like I said, can't control it. Part of my growth is understanding I can't fucking control things because fucking magic wands don't exist. Now, in the law of responsibility, there's an example. Like, if, you, if you're an alcoholic, it's because you chose to drink alcohol instead of finding out why you're drinking the alcohol in the first place. It goes back to that growth. You have to look in you and find out what's wrong and accept that there's something wrong and, and take that on. And it's going to hurt and it's going to suck and you're going to have to see things that you and, and face things you don't want to. You think I want to face the shit I'm dealing with? Fuck no. But like I've said in my last episode on depression, I've had to force myself. I'm forcing myself to exercise. I'm forcing myself to eat right. I'm forcing myself to work. I'm forcing to learn about finance and what's the best, safest way for me to grow money and have my money making money, just like all these rich fuckers. I'm, I'm looking at Warren Buffett and shit, and I'm taking notes, and I'm finding out how to do this. This old dog's got to learn new tricks, dude, because in this constant evolving world the, where technology has hit the pedal to the metal on human evolution, you got to keep up. There's no choice. It's either get in line or get the hell out of the way. Oh, it's smooth. God, it's smooth. Ooh, I'm going to tell you right now, I'll tell you right now, this Johnny Walker Gold is spoiling me, man. It's almost an insult to drink water with you. All right. Now we're going to dive into a law that's got a few more steps, man. And it's law number six, okay? And this is the law of connection. So all in your life, everything's connected. Past, present, future, it's all there, okay? Now, who you are today is the result of the past actions like we discussed. But who you are tomorrow depends on the actions today. Okay, so you made it this far. Like I said, like like me in the stock market, I jumped in, I made mistakes, I fucked up, I lost money. So I went, I got smarter, had some growth, took some responsibility, and now I'm making more money than I've ever made. Fucking learned my lesson, man. Had to figure it out. And yeah, sometimes you, you gotta just make the mistakes on your own. But sometimes that's sad to say it, man. That's just how you learn. Excuse me. Papers here. Now, family, friends, your actions will have consequences that affect those around you. Now, this is something that I wish people would take a little bit more into consideration, man. What you do has a ripple effect. It will affect others, okay? So, like, let's take me, for instance. If I decide excuse me if i decide to like just spend all the money and lose it all then me and my family could be out on the streets and that would be you know one of the worst possible things that you could happen but once again that there's consequences for those actions you have to remember that you have to remember that how it's going to affect them they gotta tell you man when you become a parent it ain't about you no more it's about the kid and you gotta try to give that kid the best shot they can which is tough, especially, you know, if you came from a background where you didn't have a lot of money and you didn't have a lot of education. Trying out this uh, vape pen here. It's right here, here, a weird little whistle. I don't know, man. I don't know about this vape thing. I don't know. It's crazy. All right. Sorry, we, we got... 12 laws here, man. I, I almost was going to do an episode of law, but I was like, I can't. I don't think I can feel half hour to an hour with just that. But we're at the 30 minute mark. Let's go. All right. So let's talk about law number seven, the 12 laws of karma. 
one thing at a time. This is known as the law of focus. Focus. One thing at a time. One job. Complete that job. Move on to the next job. Finish. You know, repeat. Okay? So when you focus, here's the thing. When you focus on too many things, it slows you down. Now, I'm guilty of this. Get too many you know, too many pans on the burner, right? You know, you got you know, too many chickens in the hand or too many, I don't know, too many, just too much shit, okay? And, and I do have this problem where I'll start a project and go halfway through and then start another one. And uh, I'm glad that I've, I've broken it. I know that I can break it. I know that I can do it. And I'm having to do it now, but I've been so distracted, like I said, with everything. But I'm, I'm giving myself six months to kind of just, deal with this and get everything straight financially and then spending the next six months trying to get back really get back on the horse like i threw myself on the horse but the saddle's half fallen off stuff's covered in mud it's raining i'm trying to work this out and but i'm just giving my some time to just kind of absorb the fact that i just got the living shit kicked out of me now we talk about the law of focus you want to focus on Two big things that'll help you, which is love and peace. A lot of us do this. A lot of us have someone in our life that we love, and we're trying to live a peaceful life. We're not running around trying to hit and kill people. We're not trying to cause mayhem and murder and destruction. We're just trying to, you know, do our jobs, get paid, go home, and, you know, eat some fucking fried chicken and, you know, watch Mandalorian. You know what I mean? You know, we're just trying to chill. So when you focus on love and peace, a lot of folks are, and that's what's able to create that. And then uh, when you do that, you're less likely to be distracted by the anger, the greed, the resentment, you know. It's all about switching that focus. And we've all been told this, you know, you got to focus on the positive, which can be tough, especially when we're told to focus on the negative. And the example that I love of this is um, the tiles. So if there's a hundred tiles, each one with some beautiful piece of artwork on it, and they're all laid out absolutely beautifully. But if there was one tile missing, your eye would continually go to that missing tile, that missing space. But if you shift your focus, you can notice the artwork on all the other 99 tiles. And that one that's gone tends to take a back seat, and it's not the focus anymore. Think about that, okay? Especially the next time you're looking in a mirror, all right? Now, like I say, um, there's an example here, like you can get a new car. And when you get a new car, the one thing that you'll notice, and people do this, you'll notice other cars that are like yours. Because your focus is shifted, right? It's almost a subliminal thing. I'm trying to do now that where I'm ever, you know, feeling too sad or, you know, crying or anything when, you know, when the pain is just hitting me too much. Um... I've made it a point to shift my focus somehow, turn on a song, turn on a movie, turn on, you know, something to shift, read a book, whatever it is, go do something fun, just shift my focus. So that way I'm not just sitting there wallowing in the grief, because once again, I can't. When you're a parent, you don't really have that option. You've got to grieve while walking. Now let's go down into... The eighth law, which is the law of giving and hospitality. Yeah, we're all familiar with this, right? Right, right. Okay. So if you believe in something, then you will be called upon in life to demonstrate your commitment to that belief. Are you hearing that, folks? Especially to the crazy Christians and the crazy religious folks out there. Okay. Remember that, please. Play that part back. Make it your ringtone. Uh, You must discover the link between belief and practice. Now, a lot of people say this, practice what you preach, right? So if you're going to preach Jesus, who was this kind, loving, forgiving person who believed everyone was equal and we should all treat treat everybody better than ourselves, um, then that's what you got to do. Otherwise, you're not actually practicing the beliefs. You're just saying you are because you like being a part of this, what some people would call a cult-like book club. Okay, now, if you claim to be peaceful, then you must act peaceful. You know, yeah, karma, right? Life will test you to put your beliefs into practice. 
and see what work you have to do. Okay, so yeah, that's hitting home here for me because here I am trying to, you know, over here talking about being Mr. Take It Easy, Mr. Dudeism with your hemp cigarettes and your scotch. <sighs> Fancy scotch at that. But the, um, so I've been having to do that. I've been having to test my, I've been tested it. And I'm glad to say that I haven't completely fallen apart. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy because I've had some people, they've told me that. They're like, I am, I'm really proud of how you're taking this, Phil, because, you know, usually people just fall apart and go fucking crazy and start, you know, doing drugs or drinking alcohol or, you know, crawling into a bottle kind of a thing, but you're not doing that. And you're making the right decisions. You're doing the right things for your kids. And so it's, uh, it's nice to hear. And I, but I'm one of those people that like, I never give myself enough fucking credit, you know? Right. But, um, lately I have been trying to like, you know, treat myself, take myself out to the movie. Saw that evil dead rise. Holy shit, man. Like I, I was thinking it wasn't going to be like all truthful, to the you know faithful to the to what sam raimi and bruce campbell and all those guys have made but it does it does good i mean it's almost like a sam raimi movie without sam raimi not 100 percent, but it's got all the elements there so i i if you get to see evil dead rise please go see it uh check it out it's it's, it's a fun if you like horror movies if you don't like horror movies i'd avoid it like the plague All right. All right. I see. That aside, sorry. Let's go into law number nine, which is the law of the here and now. <coughs> it's kind of funny because a lot of the stuff that I'm reading, it, it does resound with dudism. I'm doing terrible here. Hold on. I'm trying to do the home rolled. Still terrible. I'm an old dog trying to learn new tricks over here. Shit. I think I'd learn how to fucking roll. Oh, shit. God damn it. I lost the chair. This is important information. You'll, you'll need to hear this. Yeah, it'll be on the test later. Okay, so <laughs> number nine, the law of the here and now. So we have to accept the truth about our reality, okay? I gotta accept the fact my wife died. I have to accept it. I have to tell you, it's tough because there's some days. There's some days I think she's just going to come around that corner and just say, hey, baby, kiss me, you know, like she would say. Or, hey, baby, what you doing, you know? I, I sometimes think that that's going to happen. I don't know why, because it happened so much for so long. I got to live here now. Got to live here. I'm here and now. Not a lot of choice. So, if you always think about the past and the past feelings and experiences, you have one foot in the past. And if you focus on anxiety and greed, you'll always have one foot in the future. So, what the Hindus say is to live in the present with both feet and be fully engaged and enjoy life by reminding yourself that the here and now is all we have. And fucking amen to that, brother. I don't know why, but for some reason I just thought that we'd have more time. But you don't. You don't have time. So if there's something you've been dying to do, I am here to tell you as a person of experience, fucking do it. Take the shit or get off the pot, buddy, okay? Fucking do it. Because you might die tomorrow. Ooh, this is hitting hard, man. Excuse me, I need another drink. Oh, that'll help me. Help me now. 
maybe it's, it's a depressant. It's not helping anything. All right, so let's go into the law number 10. Whoo, we're almost there. We're almost to the end. The law number 10 is the law of change. Oh, boy, man. Why do I feel like I'm reading, like, a dozen real-life truthful fortune cookies? Like, <laughs> it's like everything here is like, yep, going through that. Yep, going through that. Yep. This is like, you know, when I was hitting, like, the depression checklist. You know, it was like, yeah, feeling that way. Yep, doing that. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I'm depressed. So let's talk about the law of change. History repeats itself until you have demonstrated what you've learned that will help you to a better future. The reason we learn history is so we don't repeat it. Not so we can keep repeating it. So if you feel stuck in a loop, then there's something you haven't addressed. Something you got to look in, focus on for personal growth, to decide whether or not you've got to let go of what it is you have to do. Yeah, I get that. Because it's like, if I just sit at home and do nothing, then nothing gets done. And I'm not living in the moment. I'm not preparing myself and my children for the future, which is what my kids are depending on me right now. Now, I'll, I'll give, I give myself some days where I, I, I just take it easy and try not to think too much. But even then, on those days, I'm still learning and working and researching and diving into just ugh, mountains of data. <sighs> but I'm not trying to drive myself crazy over here. Just day to time, day to time. So, but if things change suddenly, as it is for me, you need to take it as a sign to step towards your growth. Holy fucking shit. What the hell? It's like I wrote the future in the past because... I wrote this shit a year ago, but holy fuck, it is really hitting me today. But yeah, yeah. Oh, I got a big sign. And I really do have to grow. Because, I, like I said, I got to be the fucking captain now. Last time I was captain, we hit a fucking iceberg. <sighs> yeah, shit. But sometimes life throws you in the hot seat and you don't have a choice. Time to put up or shut up, buddy. Which dives us down. Three majors. Into law number 11. And law number 11 states it is the law of patience and reward. Now, I preach patience constantly because I'm patient. Okay? I have learned to be patient. And you know who else is patient? Warren Buffett, one of the richest people in the friggin' world. You want to know why? How, how that happened? Because he doesn't go crazy. One of the things I learned about him about being in the market is he's like, hey, man, you can't be watching the market every day. You'll go nuts. Stocks go up, stocks, they go down. He says, but when you know you've bet on the right companies, when you know that these companies are the future and that they're doing the right things, then you can literally just kind of sit back and wait. I got money. I got stock in Amazon. And that shit has gone up since I bought it, and I am not worried about that stock at all. <laughs> Mostly because Amazon gets a lot of my money every month, so I'm trying to get some of it back. All right, so in law number 11, patience and reward, hard work pays off. Consistency pays off. You continue towards your goals even if you don't see the result yet. You savor the little milestones. And always remember, good art takes time. Okay, that's an artist quote here that has helped me in the past. If you want to make something beautiful, you got to take the time to do it. Okay, 
You want to make crap? Yeah, you can make crap real quick. Just look at AI art. Uh, <laughs> but if you if you want to finish something, and we talked about this earlier, it's I focus on one thing at a time, one project at a time, and finish it. Excuse me. Keep it going. Chisel a little bit every day, and you'll get there, man. And some people say, hey, if you practice just 18 minutes a day for a year, you will be far farther ahead than most people in that in that field. So think about that for a minute. Which brings me to the last law. Here we are, folks. We've trudged away through 45 minutes of craziness. Here we are. So here we go. The 12th law of the 12 laws of karma. And that is the law of significance and inspiration. Hmm. We all have value to give. And I absolutely believe that. That every single person on this fucking planet has some value to give to this world. And some people don't think they have any value, so they don't give anything. They just take. And it's sad when that happens. Because when you give, you inspire. Our gifts are meant to be shared with the world and to make a positive impact. No matter how small your contribution may seem, you are important. You only get what you put in. Bringing us back all the way to the first great law of karma. You get what you give. Well, for a sermon I wrote over a year ago, it is certainly resounding here today. Jesus, shit, that hit me in the nuts. Okay, so, yeah, man. I'm working on me, and I'm following the steps. I am following the steps of karma, even though I didn't even realize I was doing it. But hey, maybe it was subliminal. You don't think about these things. It just, um... You know, sometimes we just do, you know? The shit hits the fan. People are panicking. Shit's going crazy. Sometimes something in us snaps and we just take over. It it really, I, I have that. And I found out I had it with my first job, which was in fast food. When shit went crazy, something in me snapped. And I was like a fucking soldier. And I went and I made sure everything fucking got done. And I moved like a goddamn lightning bolt. And it always helped and worked every fucking time. Because it's fast food. It's not good food. It's fast food. And I'm very tempted to do a podcast talking about some of my past jobs. Because, Which reminds me, if you're on TikTok, I'm Philip K. Dude. Hope to see you there. I'm trying to get more videos up. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But now that we've, we've heard these 12 laws of karma, okay? Now that you know this information, now that I've shared with you. And if you didn't know about Hinduism before, I hope you learned something. And I hope you take it away to help you make you better. So what I'm going to do is we're going to do the old five minutes of silence, okay? And so I want you five minutes to reflect on what's been said and what I've talked about, okay? And we're going to start that five minutes right now.
Okay, so that's five minutes. <clears throat> I don't know about you, man, but today's sermon didn't hit me a hell of a lot harder than I thought. Jesus. got tears going down my cheeks man but we gotta get through one way or another man you know usually i just man the show and the podcast the episode right now but there's something I've been meaning to do as part of my therapy here. Is, uh, like I said, going through the, the loss of my wife and trying to get through this, man. So. <sighs> now, when I did my wife's funeral, I, uh, you know, I, you know, like I said, Christian background, right? My wife was very devout in her faith. And uh, she had a couple of Bible verses marked, and I read one of the Bible verses that she marked. I didn't read the second one. I picked a different one. That was a little bit more uplifting, but because the second one she picked is tough. I wasn't going to read it, but because I know that this is something that she wanted to say but couldn't I guess so the verse she has marked is in Psalms it's number 88 it's titled a sad complaint Lord, you are the God who saves me. I cry out to you day and night, receive my prayer, and listen to my cry. My life is full of troubles, and I am nearly dead. They think I am on the way to my grave. I am like a man with no strength. I have been left as dead, like a body lying in a grave whom you don't remember anymore, cut off from your care. You have brought me close to death. I am almost in the dark place of the dead. You have been very angry with me, and all your waves crush me. You have taken my friends away from me and have made them hate me. I am trapped and cannot escape. My eyes are weak from crying. Lord, I have prayed to you every day. I have lifted my hands in prayer to you. Do you show your miracles for the dead? Do their spirits rise up and praise you? Will your love be told in the grave? Will your loyalty be told in the place of death? Will your miracles be known in the dark grave? Will your goodness be known in the land of forgetfulness? But Lord, I have called out to you for help. Every morning I pray to you. Lord, why do you reject me? Why do you hide from me? I have been weak and dying since I was young. I suffer from your terrors and I am helpless. You have been angry with me and your terrors have destroyed me. They surround me daily like a flood. They are all around me. You have taken away my loved ones and friends. Darkness is my only friend. So you can see why I didn't read that at the funeral. Because my wife was a paraplegic. She was in a wheelchair. She was in a shit ton of pain. She dealt with a shit ton of crap. Just to, just just to try to, to live and what people saw was the mass she put on but underneath she was just fucking going through just torturous shit 
shit that most people probably would have just offed themselves from. But she kept going because she made a promise to me that she would never take her own life. And when we got near the end, I had to tell her it was okay to break that promise. That it was okay to die. And I tell you, friends, I know it may happen, but I pray to God you do not have to suffer what I have. Because, yeah, this is some traumatic shit. And there's no pill that can fix it. But hey, man, if you guys keep listening, I'll keep making them. Because right now, doing this podcast and being a part of Dudism has has helped me get through it. And I hope that every episode you guys learn a little something that might help you open your minds and realize we're not alone in this world. If you live in the United States of America, we have to be united in order for this boat to stay afloat. The world needs a strong America. So please, help me fix this boat instead of poking fucking holes in it. Because after all, we're all in this boat together. Thanks for listening, man. This has been the Dude's Journey Podcast with the Reverend Philip K. And I want you to remember all to take it easy. Because when you take it easy, the dude abides. Thanks for listening, man. See you later.